I'm Jim Cameron, Jim Cameron Consulting, broadcasting from the Fountainhead, the home of Synergy Billing in Holly Hill, and I'm your host for Volusia Matters, news and interviews and matters that impact Volusia County, directly or indirectly. Now let's get on with some news. Starting with the county, at their July 11th meeting, County Council set their fiscal year 2023-24 trim tax rate, that's truth in millage, required to support county operations. Now this will be the first fiscal year to include the Public Safety Fund, which covers the Sheriff's Office. Now, the combination of a 3.39 mills general fund property tax rate and the public safety funds 1.5 mills equals a total 4.84 mills for the upcoming year. Now, property tax reductions are being proposed for the Library Fund, Ponce de Leon Port Authority, Silver Sands Bethune Beach MSDs. Tax rates will m- remain unchanged from the previous year for Fire Rescue District, East Volusia, Mosquito Control District, as well as ECHO and Volusia Forever programs. So be looking for your truth in millage trim notice in the mail next month. Now, the adopted tax rates can be lowered at a later date, but they may not be increased. Now, per Florida Tax Watch, Volusia is the 12th most populated county in the state, but it ranks 55 fifth out of 66 counties with a per capita revenue of $1,390, with the statewide average being $2,223. Now, the county's recommended fiscal year 2023-24 operating budget is one point one nine billion dollars with a two hundred eighty nine point two million dollar general fund for countywide services public hearings to adopt this budget first public hearing will be september the fifth six p.m second public hearing will be september the nineteenth six p.m both meetings at County Administration Building. Now, in addition, other local governments and their staff will be drafting their budget numbers for fiscal year 2023 and 24, and they're already hosting budget workshops in the next few weeks. Now, meanwhile, look for my 
fiscal year 23-24 local budget and tax matrix. I'm going to put it out next week. I promise. I really promise I'll have it. Now, moving on, uh, our segment, our new segment regarding new state laws that went into effect July the 1st. This one pertains to interest of foreign countries. Now, that's Senate Bill 264, and it prohibits investors from countries of concern, including Cuba, Venezuela, North Korea, Russia, Iran, and Syria, as well as China, from purchasing agricultural land in Florida or land within 10 miles of a military infrastructure facility. However, it's being challenged in court by a group of Chinese citizens who argue it's a violation of their constitutional rights as well as Fair Housing Act. Stay tuned. Next item. Now, I've mentioned the county is receiving a $328 million community development block grant for disaster recovery from U.S. Department of Housing, Urban Development, HUD. Thus, the county has initiated Transform 386 to guide their restoration and revitalization plan, and they're hosting community meetings to get citizen input. Now, these HUD funds can be used for roads, bridges, stormwater systems, housing, economic revitalization, with priority given to assisting low to moderate income households. All community meetings will be 5 to 7 p.m., and two meetings were already held last week in Ormond and DeLand. The next meetings will be Thursday, July 20th at Deltona Library. And next will be July 27th at New Smyrna Beach Library and August the 3rd at Daytona City Island Library. Now, based on citizen input, the county will develop an action plan on how to use these funds. That draft plan will then have another public hearing in August or September, and the plan then goes up for final county council approval before being submitted to HUD. Now, county staff anticipates the plan being approved by the end of 2023. Stay tuned. Next item, candidate update. Now, for municipal elections next month, we'll see Ponce Inlet Council Seat 3, Aaron I.M. Palia and Henry Skip White, and then Port Orange Council District 2, Tracy Grubbs, incumbent, running against Sarah Jones. 
and then Lake Helen Mayer has Vernon Burton, Kelly Fresca, and Cameron Lane running. Now, Lake Helen Commission candidates Heather Rutledge and Linda Donato were elected with no opposition, and Pont Senlet Mayor Lois Peritsky was re-elected along with Councilman Gary Smith for general elections next year for State Attorney R.J. Larissa, Republican, incumbent, for Sheriff Mike Chitwood, incumbent, for Tax Collector Will Roberts, incumbent, and for County Chair Jeff Brower, incumbent, Don Burnett, Randy Dye, and for County Council 2, Matt Reinhart, incumbent, for School Board District 2, Krista Goodrich, Angela Kopnicki, for School Board District 4, Donna Brosmer, and Merrick Brunker, and for New Smyrna Beach, Mayor Fred Cleveland, incumbent, for Orange City Mayor, Council Members Kelly Marks and William O'Connor, and for Ormond Beach Mayor Jason Leslie, Susan Persis, and for Ormond Beach City Commission, Zone 3, Barbara Bonarigo, Kristen Deaton, for Congress, House District 7, Corey Mills, Republican, incumbent, versus Alec Pastrana, Democrat, Florida Senate District 7, George T. Anthony Hill, Democrat, Jerry James, Republican, Tom Leake, Republican. For Florida House District 28, Bill Partington, Republican, Florida House District 29, Webster Barnaby, Republican, incumbent. And for Florida House District 30, Chase Tremont, Republican, and incumbent, running against Justin Albert Davis, Democrat. And speaking of candidates, I want to mention the Daytona Regional Chambers Candidate Boot Camp on Tuesday, August 8th, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m., the Chamber Building at 200 South Ridgewood Avenue in Daytona Beach. And anyone interested in running for political office needs to learn all those certain aspects of campaigning and what's expected of a candidate. Now, our friend, election supervisor, Lisa Lewis, and campaign managers and other elected officials will share what to expect when running for local, state, or congressional office. And for more information, call Chamber Advocacy Director Sean Richmond at 255-7174 to RSVP. I'm planning on going to this myself. Another item, last week the county released a report regarding Daytona International Airport. Now, according to a Florida Department of Transportation Economic Impact Study, DBIA generates $3.2 billion in economic impact annually. Now, this was based on airport activity, visitor spending, industry reliance, and military spending. It also considered dollars generated from flights in and out of DBIA and dollars spent in the community 
by airport passengers. Now, the impacts of Emory-Riddle Aeronautical University and Daytona International Speedway were also included in the calculation. Now, Cyrus Callum, Director of Aviation and Economic Resources, mentioned the airport's strategic location and prime real estate helped assist in job opportunities and local business development. Now, for more information, go to FDOT's Aviation Economic Impact Study webpage. Next item, Volusia's Environmental Natural Resources Advisory Committee, NRAC, meets Wednesday, July 19th, 1 p.m. at the County Administration Building and the Land, where staff will review existing ordinances, address habitat, and provide overlays for natural resource management areas, wildlife corridor, and wetlands. For more information, call Environmental Management Office at 736-5927. Next item, moving on to the cities. At their July 5th meeting, Daytona Beach City Commission moved forward on redistricting as they heard from consultant Al Hill on population shifts in the city where he stated that they had a 9% increase to now 71,000 residents. Now, the city's overall plan, the goals for redistricting is to keep approximately 12,000-ish voters in all six districts, keep minority populations intact, and keep special interest neighborhoods intact. Now, with this in mind, one of the changes that they had was Zone 4, held by Commissioner Stacy Cantu, saw some residents moved into surrounding districts, but it was with the realization that many, many new residents will be moving into Zone 4 in the next year or so. Stay tuned. Now moving on to congressional news. On July the 10th, Congressman Corey Mills was interviewed by Neil Cavuto on Fox Business News. Now, Congressman Mills, being a member of the House Armed Services Committee and the Foreign Affairs Committee, stated that the U.S. needs to bolster its industrial base. He said, for too long, we continue to rely on outside sources for raw materials, sometimes from adversarial nations like China and Russia. He said, we do not have the capability to provide long-term contracting resources. Always this mindset that we could just get it abroad. Now, Congressman Mills wants the U.S. to take control of our own supply chain, our resources, and raw materials. And he reiterated that China is expanding out 
with economic coercion. They're not a competitor, they're an adversary. Also, uh, currently, the U.S. Space Force is reliant on commercial providers, and as launches increase in the coming years, new authorities are needed to support launch infrastructure to ensure that the U.S. and Florida maintains its leadership in space. So, Senator Marco Rubio introduced the Enhancing Spaceport Operations Act to accommodate additional launches between U.S. Space Force and commercial launch providers. And this legislation would directly benefit Cape Canaveral Space Force Station. Now, if I'm not mistaken, this is something that Space Florida has been concerned with some time back. In other words, we need to balance the capacity for military and commercial launches. Every time I see that smoke trail from a rocket to the south of us, I smell money for Central Florida. And I like this bill. Now, next, Congressman Michael Waltz recently called for Congress to establish a special committee on artificial intelligence, AI. He said we need a very small and select committee that expands different jurisdictions and comprised of members who best understand AI complexities. Now, when it comes to AI innovation and deployment, Congressman Waltz saw both sides. From a safety standpoint, he feels that we need to perhaps tap the brakes on this rapidly expanding technology, but also he sees that slowing down AI innovation could put the U.S. at a disadvantage with adversaries like China. So, stay tuned. And on a side note, I'm sure that everyone has heard that farmers' insurance is leaving the state despite new legislation approved this past session to help stabilize our insurance market. Now, does that mean we still have to watch those We Are Farmers TV commercials here in the state? Give me a break. And today we have County Council Member from District 4, Troy Kent. Troy, sure glad to have you with us today. Jim, I appreciate the invitation. It's great to be with you today and your listening audience. Thank you for the opportunity. All right. Uh, Troy, I was at county council meeting the other day. A lot of enthusiasm in the audience there about the new pilot program. And I know you had a lot to do with that, though. Uh, the new pilot program, Dogs on the Beach. What can you share that with us about it? Yeah, happy to chat about this for a little bit. So, Jim, as a lifelong resident of Lucia County in Ormond Beach, you know, as a little boy, we used to bring our dog to the beach. And I have wonderful memories 
from from doing just that activity with my parents and siblings. So we're at 36, 37 years where there's been a ban on allowing dogs on the beach. And this is something that I had as a campaign promise. I campaigned on on this issue, one of many issues, but on this issue, it was in my campaign literature that I sent out. And one of the things that I noticed knocking on doors, almost, not every home, but almost every home that I knocked on had a four-legged friend barking on the other side of that door. Great protection, great companionship. And it's just something that hit me that we needed to change. Tons of synergy in the room yesterday at our county council meeting. Oh, yeah. So as, as you know, the vote was six to one in Van Orman Beach from Millsap Road, which is right next to Andy Romano Beachfront Park, but not in front of Andy Romano Beachfront Park, north to Rockefeller. It's approximately 0.6, a little over half a mile. Uh, the area that we're talking about. And we're going to start November 1st. We're going to do an 18-month pilot program and see where we are from there. Of course, my hope is that this is wildly successful. And we have some great partners, public-private partnership. We have Daytona Dog Beach Incorporated, mm -hmm. who have stepped up and not only decided that they would give dollars to help with the stations where the bags will be located, but their team, their small army of people, they are prepared to walk the beach daily to make sure that there's no mess left after uh, people have visited it. So excited, Jim. Well, can get, again, congratulations. Thank you. Also yesterday, council, y'all set the fiscal year 2023-24 trim tax rate and i believe that was at 4.84 mills for the coming year and this being a combination of the general fund and this year the new public safety fund so uh how do you see next year's budget you know our budget is is just under 1.2 billion with a b dollars yep. it's a it's a it's a big budget but we are a very large county. And, you know, my I've just got on the council, so my hat's off to the former councils who I believe have done a good job being fiscal conservatives. That being said, I believe there's more work that we can do to trim even more off of this tax rate. Uh, I, you know, I'm real big on, we talked yesterday about fees and, you know, governments like to call them fees. I call them taxes because that is what they are. And we were talking about stormwater yesterday. And the county of Volusia has not raised stormwater fees going on 18 years. Shame on the county of Volusia. I said it yesterday. That is something that maybe not every year, but every couple of years, your fees should be increased a small incremental amount every couple of years so that you don't have a situation like now staff is coming to us and you know just so everyone knows on on the spectrum we are very low on our stormwater fees compared to the other 15 government agencies that we looked at yesterday within Volusia County however asking for right now i believe it's $6 but asking for another dollar so it'll be $7 this year yep. and 
following year asking for another dollar, it'll be $8. We're still at one of the lowest out of the 16, but that's impactful to our residents. And it hurts people that are in the lower socioeconomic area the most. So I proposed a compromise yesterday, which was let's do 50 cents this year. And then we're going to have a study done. And then let's look at the study. Let's not even talk about, you know, the following year after, but let's deal with this year, not at a dollar, but at 50 cents to make sure we have enough to keep um, that, that area whole. At the budget as a whole, I think that we are in really good financial shape with the County of Volusia. And I'm excited to look in other areas where we can give our county residents even more relief. I don't know where I'm going to be with that area completely. Um, with I'm, I mean, the area is the gas tax. I don't know where I'm going to be with it completely, if I'm going to approve it or not. But it's okay. something I look at. I know our gas tax is at the absolute highest that it can be. And that bothers me. You know, it bothers me that our residents pay the highest gas gas tax out there. And, you know, we have others say, well, you know, so many of our visitors pay that when they come. That's true. They do. But so do you, Jim. And so do I. Every time we fill our cars up with gas and so do all of our, our constituency that live here all year long. So that's where I think we are financially. Well, and, and on those same lines, I mean, you know, roads, infrastructure, uh, as it relates to roads, how do you see, are we catching up with uh, our need for roads and can we impact the, our way out of this? The, the quick answer is no, we're not catching up. We're behind on roads and we need to do a better job with it. And I, I will be recommending that we as a county look at what the city of Ormond Beach has done, which is they have a, a, a dedicated millage amount, a small amount every year to make sure. And they're one of the only municipalities I know that that do that. And I'm, I'm fortunate that I came from the city of Ormond Beach as an elected official. So I know this program, but what it does is it makes, it makes you put money in that savings account for that purpose. You're not using it anywhere else. It's being used. Ours in Ormond was used for roads and sidewalks exclusively. And the, the, the county, we need, we need to start looking in that direction. I know we're using the gas tax for that, but it's not enough. We're, we're falling behind. And, you know, some of the basics that people expect from their government, they expect with their taxes that you're going to have emergency services when they need them. When you call the police or you call for an ambulance, that they're going to be there to help you. That's an expectation. Right behind that is water. Making sure that you've got good, clean water, making sure your storm water is disposed of in an in a efficient, you know, uh, positive way, hopefully. Uh, of course, um, uh, your wastewater is another big part of that. And then we get to roads. People want safe roads to drive on. And, and I don't blame them. So it needs to become more of a priority for this council. And it's something that I, I don't mind uh, taking the lead on because it's, it's hugely important.
understand completely. Earlier uh, this year, I believe back in January, uh, Governor DeSantis was here and brought a check for $37 million for beach renourishment. How do the beaches look like, look like up there in District 4 area? Yeah, and thank you, Governor DeSantis, for doing for doing that and helping out this part of Florida. You know, of course, we're all we're all you know particular to Volusia County. District four does not look terrible. District two, District two is is rough. I'm talking Wilbur by the Sea, Ponce Inlet. I had a wonderful tour of our beachfront, and it's heartbreaking for your viewers who have not been down to Wilbur by the sea to see the, the peoples whose homes are falling down. Um, it's absolutely devastating for them. District four, Ormond beach, Ormond by the sea. You know, we, we had up Ormond by the sea, we almost lost a couple parts of a one a and the state of Florida FDOT, I think did a really rapid good job of coming down and shoring that area up. And I, I saw you, Jim, at a couple of those FDOT meetings. So there is a plan in for FDOT to make sure with those secant walls um, and dune restoration to help solve that. I'm, I'm very thankful that there, there wasn't the devastation in District 4, that there is in District 2. But I'm a county councilman, so my decisions impact the entire county. And we, we need to put it into overdrive and do whatever we can to help out in district two, because they're, they're still suffering uh, in a bad way there. Across the county, a few weeks ago, they had an opening for the new SunRail station to be on coming on board, I believe next year. So uh, what are you hearing? What are your thoughts about SunRail coming to Volusia County? I appreciate the question. And I got to tell you, I have never, as an elected public official, I've never had anybody ever come to me and ask about SunRail or ask for SunRail. And my thoughts are that this is going to be a huge expensive thing for Volusia County. I'm not a huge fan of it. If I could turn back time and, and go back and advocate against it, I would. This is a big price tag. And I, you know, I did not go to that event that you talked about, but I did listen to a radio personality host who drove there and not only drove there, but then took pictures of what is right there where the, where the stop is going to be. Mm -hmm. And I'm just, I'm just shaking my head. I, I just am. I think Sunrail is extremely appropriate for Sanford and Orlando and, you know, eventually Tampa and all of that. But I don't know how appropriate it is for Volusia County right now. You know, um, it's an expensive venture. And like I said, I've not had one constituent ever ask me to advocate for it or, or want to use it or anything like that. I mean, there's there's a lot of kinks that they've got to work out. Weekends, nighttime use. You know, once you get to your destination, I guess people are Ubering or getting a taxi still and just, you know, lots of lots of problems. I get why I get why it was happening. All you have to yeah. do is drive or once or twice. And I get why. But, you know, it has to be feasible. It has to be 
it has to be, I think, a good deal for your residents. And I just don't know that I see that deal yet. I hope I'm wrong, Jim. I hope that, you know, in a few years, you and I can sit down and chat about this and say, man, Troy, you were wrong. This is a, this was a great thing for Volusia County and we needed it. I, I hope that actually comes to fruition. I'm going to look at my watch and we're going to set a date, talk about that years from now then. <laughs> I appreciate it, Jim. But uh, hey, just closing comments, anything else that you want to share with us though? You know, I tell you, I am so excited about what's going on in Volusia County. I think that we have a lot of positives still happening ahead of us. I know that you know, I, I worked along with the my fellow council members to make some positive changes at the Ocean Center to bring some events to for our community. So you don't have to leave our community. So you don't have to get on I-4 or Sunrail to go to Orlando for an event or you don't have to drive up to St. Augustine. We can use that beautiful Ocean Center we have right here. I'm so pleased that we took a step in the right direction to start giving the beach back to the residents of Volusia County, allowing them uh, to utilize, you know, the biggest piece of recreation that we have, which is our beach. Um, I think that that we are poised to to do great things. I think we can uh, cut some more off of uh, the budget and reduce taxes even more. And and I think we have just really, really a positive way to go from here. Um, Jim, I'll tell you and your listeners, I hold a quarterly meeting called District Dialogue for Residents. I believe the next one, if my memory is right, is September 19th from 5 to 6 p.m. It's going to be at Holly Hill City Hall. And I, I host these quarterly. It's, a, it's just an opportunity for anybody in District 4, and even if you don't live in District 4, you're welcome to attend, to come and get an opportunity, an informal meet and greet with me where you can ask me any questions. We can exchange information and uh, I can try to help you with any county issues you may have. Jim, thank you for this opportunity. I certainly appreciate it. And I appreciate you. Oh, thank you. Thank you there, Troy. Send me that date for that, uh, like I say, meeting coming up and I will mention it in a future podcast though, as a reminder. I will text it to you, Jim. Okay. Thank you so much there, Troy. You take care. All right, you take care as well. Bye-bye. And before we close, I'd like to thank today's guest, County Council Member Troy Kent, for joining us. And don't forget, the U.S. debt stands at $32.5 trillion, and it's growing by the minute. Now look for a new podcast episode to be released next week. And the views expressed on this podcast may or may not necessarily express the opinions of Jim Cameron Consulting. And for more news, check out my newsletter. And if you're not receiving it, call me at 566-2140. And I want to ask you to please support Volusia Volunteers in Medicine. Now, this is a good group. These are doctors, and they provide health care at no or reduced cost to locally employed individuals that have no 
access to health insurance. So please support them, Volusia Volunteers in Medicine. Now, this is Jim Cameron signing off, saying God bless and roll tide.